0: Man. I love you, preacher. God bless your heart. You you, you won't believe this. Bless him, Lord. <laughs> Hollywood couldn't put this together like this. <laughs> there ain't no way. I for, I honestly forgot what I was called here to do this morning. <laughs> I got so caught up in that a while ago, y'all. I thought we was out of here. <laughs> Isn't it good when you can come to church and know you've been in the presence of the Lord? Amen. And I promise you, y'all, you don't get this everywhere you go. Amen. There's a lot of dead, dry places in this world. Amen. And one of them should not be the house of God. Amen. This is the place where we come and we get to sit in heavenly places together. Amen. And know that God is real. Amen. And God can meet needs and still do miracles. Amen. He's still on the throne. And bless God, He is coming back. Amen. Amen. I didn't get home last night at about 15 to 11. And I didn't go to bed till 2 o'clock. And I, I want to thank everybody in this church for praying for me last night. Amen. I have priests, and when Brother Dennis, and we, we, we didn't even know the dates. We were trying to figure out a time and all this that's going on last year with the virus and all that. And, and uh, I was just praying, Lord, whenever, amen, you just help me that I'll be ready. And uh, what, what I've preached this week, I haven't ever preached before. <laughs> I'm going to take it all back to my church, though. <laughs> and I hope it helps them like it's done up here. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Yes, Man, I just want to mind the Lord this morning. And, and, and this give you what, at 2 o'clock, now and this is what God gave me, y'all. If you have your Bible, Luke chapter 12. Bless him, Lord. <laughs> Luke, Bless him, Lord. Luke chapter 12, verse 35. Brother Dennis, I love you. Thank you, preacher. Church, you ought to thank your pastor. You'll love him and prayed for him. Thank God you've got a man of God that believes in this book. Amen. King James Bible. Yes, sir. Amen. We're, yeah, there's a lot of things changing. He's right. I'm glad God never changes. The right. Bible teaches us yeah, that. Right. Well, there's a lot of things around us changing, y'all, and it's changing real quickly. That's him, Lord. If that election don't go right, Tuesday in Georgia, things are going to change real fast. Amen, Amen And it ain't all going to be for the good, Amen. y'all. Amen. I hope you've been praying for our nation. Amen. I I hope you've seen and watched and heard what's going on. Amen. The devil, the devil is doing everything. I believe he's poured out all the arsenals of hell against the church. Amen. And and he's doing everything he can. They would love to shut this place down. Yes, sir. Amen. They're trying. That's what they're working on. They're they're little by little, and and they're just seeing how far they can go with shutting things down just so they can shut this down. Yes, sir. Because they know they can't fight against God. No. No. They can't. They, no. But i got news for them. Jesus already told us, hey amen, the gates of hell can't prevail against amen. the church. <laughs> amen. They don't get it. They don't get it. Listen to this. Verse 35. He's talking to his disciples. Let your loins be girded about, and your lights burning. And you yourselves like an un- like unto men that wait for their Lord when he will return from the wedding that when he cometh and knocketh they may open unto him immediately. Yeah, sir. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord when he cometh shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. And, and if he shall come in the second watch or in the third watch. And find them so blessed are those servants. And this know that if the good man of the house had known. What hour the thief would come. He would have watched. And not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be you therefore ready also. For the son of man cometh at an hour. When you think not, Father God we want to thank you once again for the privilege Lord that we have to call on your name Lord we want to thank you Lord for your divine presence in this church Lord we thank you for the moving of the Holy Spirit of God this morning Lord God that we can come to church and know that we've been in the presence of Almighty God Lord I thank you this morning for one more opportunity Lord to stand and proclaim your word and God I pray for that unction that help that anointing God would you move this morning Lord God I pray you'll anoint every ear in this building to hear what thus saith God in this hour today Lord God would you move in the hearts of men women boys and girls God if there's one person here today they're not ready God in their heart they know they're not ready Lord God if Jesus would come right now they would be left behind God I pray the Holy Ghost of God would go to that person right now prick that heart speak to that heart God would you save that precious soul Lord, they may be yes. one here this morning that's been saved. Uh, Lord, they backslid on you. They're so far from God that if you would come, yes, Lord. they're not ready. Lord. They'd be left behind. Lord. God, would you move in this church this morning, God, and help us to know that you could come yes. at any moment, Lord, you could come, and we need to be ready, Lord. God, help us to be ready this morning. And Father, we'll thank you and God will praise you for all that you do in Jesus' name and all of God's people sin. Amen. Amen. At 2 o'clock this morning, I was trying to go to bed. I was trying to get some sleep. Brother Chris and Lord, just begin to speak to my heart in this text, and I never realized this before, preacher. I never really seen what he was saying here. So I'm just going to try to give it to you for just a few moments. Amen. Bear with me. In this text, Jesus gave his... His disciple, this simple command, let your loins be girded about. That's what he said. Let your loins be girded about. And when I read that, I had to go back and read the definition of the word girded. It simply means this, to fasten garments with a girdle or a belt. To bind or gird all around. To gird oneself with a thing. To gird a thing around oneself, and this is a statement that the Lord made, and it's a serious statement. He says to gird your loins to be girded about. In those days, they they all the men they wore what we would call a tonic. Uh-huh. It was a long robe. Then they had the outer garment that was a long robe, and and that's what they wore. Then they would have a belt that they would tie or, or, or bind around that tonic. It usually held down to their feet. It usually That's why when the lady at the, the Bible said with the issue of blood, said if I could just touch the hem of his garment, because they would hang down that low. They would hang to the ground, maybe just an inch off of the ground. When they walked, some of them it would drag the ground. And they wore these 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 garments like that. And Jesus is looking at his men, and he's telling his his men. He said, "I want you to let your loins be girded about." I got to thinking about that and what he was actually saying. Amen. Is he's telling them he's coming back? I'm coming back, and and I want you to know that when I come, I want your loins to be girded. And what he was saying is this. Every time he, what, if they could go anywhere or do anything and they had to do it quickly, they would take that out of garment, pull it up, and tuck it into that belt so they would be able to move quickly. And Jesus was telling them, I'm coming. And when I come, I don't want anything hindering you from moving. I don't want anything hindering you, amen, from leaving. Yeah. I want you to gird your loins. I want you to take everything and get it ready. Yeah. Get ready, fellas. Yeah. Be ready for in such an hour as you think not. Yeah. The Son of Man's coming. Yeah. And I got to thinking about that early this morning. What is the Lord actually saying here? What is, what is he trying to tell us to do? I, I believe this with all my heart. What he was telling his disciples, "Hey man, it's time for fooling around to be over." Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I believe he was trying to tell them that fooling around time is over. Church. I, I believe what he was telling them is time to get it all together. Yeah, hey man, get yourself together. Get everything together. Because I'm coming. And when I come, I want you to have yourself together and be ready, amen, to move that quickly. I believe he was trying to tell them that time's running out. I believe he was trying to tell them, amen, that you need to be alert. They, they need to, do, to to have that attitude and, and, and be ready to move and to move quickly to move suddenly, because when he comes it 's going to be just like that you ain't going to have time to get it all together then you, you ain't going to have time, amen, to get yourself together then listen we 're living in a world that is very hectic it 's very scattered. Even the church now is scattered. I understand the world. I understand sinners. I understand I was that way when I was lost. Everywhere's preacher, just everywhere's. And that's the way we lived. But it bothers me to see the church living like the world. Amen. amen. It bothers me, amen, the see that the now that the church is unorganized. Amen. The church is ineffective now. And I also believe that, that we now have, a, have to contend. watch this, not just with the attitude of the world, but now we've got to deal with this attitude, uh, amen, of spiritual matters. Amen. Amen. I thought about this last night. It is easy to have this I don't care attitude. Amen. I don't care if they're ready or not. I'm ready. Is that what we come to now as the body of Christ? Uh, amen, we come to this new year and we sit in this church uh, and have we come to that place now that you know what, I'm ready. I don't care if you are or not. That is not what he taught us. That is not what the church's purpose is, amen. But I'm afraid that is the attitude that a lot of people sitting on church pews have adopted in these last days. Amen. I believe that the Lord Jesus Christ is coming back, amen. I believe that you can laugh at it, you can mock at it, you can say I've heard it all my life. You better listen, amen. He's already said it in the song of Son. I'm coming back, Amen. Coming back. And I believe what He's wanting us to do, and I want to preach on this simple thought this morning. God help me. Will you get yourself together? Come on, preach. See if if the the Bible said that the man, the good man of the house, had known that the thief was coming, he would have been looking for it. Amen, he would have been watching for it if he would have only known the hour, if he had known the time. We don't know the day, the time, nor the hour. But We do know he's coming, y'all. Amen, and when he comes, you better have yourself together, amen. You ain't going to have time then. Amen, he's trying to tell them, get your loins girded about. Amen, you be ready. You be ready to move quickly. You be ready to move now. Amen, because when that trumpet sounds, we're heaven bound, and we're leaving that quick. Amen, amen. Do you have yourself together? Do you have your stuff together? You, I, I believe we need to get ourselves together. Watch this. First of all, you need to get yourself together in your responsibility to watch Amen. for his coming. You, it is not his responsibility to watch for you. Come on, Amen. Uh-huh no it's not his, his responsibility is to make sure he's watching amen yeah. hey you've got a responsibility this Sunday morning if you're saved and by the way if you ain't saved you better get saved amen yeah. hey I said he's coming and he could come before we leave this yeah. church building this morning we could be in heaven uh, shouting this thing out on the other side and I got news for you that would be alright with me yeah. I ain't got to go back to Gastonia for nothing preacher amen yeah. hey I'm ready to go right now and if you ain't saved, bless God, you better get saved. You're running of time, amen. I don't know how much has got to be preached. I don't know how many sermons has got to be preached. I don't know how many songs have got to be sung, amen, to get you to know that you're lost and on your way to hell this morning. I do know this. There's going to be one last song. There's going to be one last sermon. Jesus is coming, amen, and if you ain't ready, if you ain't got yourself together, you're going to be left behind, amen, and you don't want to be left behind when he comes back. I was over in Bessemer City, North Carolina, trying to t- talk to a bunch of teenagers, and you know what they told me? They said, oh, one of them had been in church, a little smart Alec, been raised in church, but he wasn't living it. Here's what he said. He said, Well, you know what? If I'm left, he said, I said, I'm going to tell you something. If you're left, you left, you won't. He said, I said, The mark of the beast is going to come, y'all. I said, Y'all don't even know what that is. He, he had been in church. I said, If you take that mark, I said, The Bible says there's no hope, no help right. for you, amen. And by the way, he said, he, He's able, the Antichrist. Here's what we don't understand about all this. The Antichrist, the Bible says in Revelation that he has the power, the power to cause both great, small, rich, and poor to receive that mark. Somebody asked, called my house the other day. I get so sick and tired of this mess. Somebody called my house the other day, been in in my church, and asked me, was this vaccine the mark of the beast? I said, have you lost your mind? Have you lost your mind? It's not the Antichrist. And listen, he ain't here, y'all. For number one, Amen. It comes when the Antichrist is sitting on the throne of this He ain't here, bless God. Why? Because the church's still here, Amen. If that was the if that was the mark, if that was it, we would be out of here. Guess what we still here? Amen. Amen. But it is coming and they will receive that mark. It ain't yep. going to be an injection in her arm. It's going to be in your right hand or in your forehead. Amen. And when he comes and you're left if you take that mark you're doomed. Yep. That little smart aleck teenager looked at me and said well I'll just die a martyr. Really? 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 Look at me. Look look up here. It's easy. Hey man, it's easy to live for him. Huh? How you gonna do it, hey, amen, if you have to die for him? Huh? You won't even live for him. How in the world are you gonna die for him? Hey man, you won't you tell me you're gonna die for him then and you won't even live for him now? I say, Hogwash, bless yeah. God, you better get ready. You better get your stuff together, Amen, and be ready when the trumpet sounds. Yeah, and it's your responsibility to be watching and waiting and looking for the Lord Jesus Christ. Oh, well, here's where we're at now. Well, the preacher's watching, he'll let us know Jesus is coming. Amen. He said he was. I believe it, don't you? Do we really? Do we really believe that Jesus Christ is coming? If we did, number one, we would live like it. Number two, we'd be watching like it. Amen. How many got up this morning? I come up the road this morning. I said, Lord, I don't have to preach. It sure be a good day for you just come back. Amen. And it was raining and foggy down there where I'm at. And when I got up here to, n- to Interstate 90 to where you get off exit night and the sun came out. <laughs> I thought he was coming through the clouds. I said, come on, take us home. It's a good day, amen. Did you get up looking for him? Did you get up watching for the Lord Jesus Christ saying this could be the day. This could be the hour. This could be that very day that I get to go see the one that died for me, shed his blood for me, that saved me. This could be the day. Did you? Did you get up thinking about that this morning? 90% of the church didn't even think about it. You know why? Why? Because we really ain't watching. And he said, gird yourself. You better get everything out of your way. He said, fellas, be ready. Get your loins girded. I want you to be able to move quickly. I want you to be able to move fast. Because when this happens, it's going to happen that quick. And we come to church. I thought he was coming, preacher. I done lost where I was at, (laughs) y'all. Amen. And if it's that good here, can you imagine how good it's going to be when we we touch down over? (laughs) The Lord's telling us in this passage, it's time, I believe, for the church to get serious. We've been on this for two days. God's speaking to somebody. I don't know who you are, but God's speaking to somebody in this church. I told you, I've never preached these messages before, preacher. This is something God is doing, amen. And the Lord's telling us in this passage it's time to get serious. It's time for you to gird yourself, get yourself ready, and be ready to move quickly. For in an hour that you think not, Jesus is coming. We're so preoccupied with our jobs, our careers, worldly stuff. That we're not even looking, amen, we're not even waiting, we're not even watching remember the the the, the parable of the ten virgins they were ten of them, hey, they were all virgins, y'all, listen to me, every one of them was right, there's all virgins, amen, but the Bible says only five of them were wise, and the other five were foolish. Hey man, that tells me that half of them was right, and half of them was wrong. Because the Bible said when the bridegroom came, hey, wasn't but five of them that were watching and looking and waiting at the midnight hour when he came and those other ones had went out and wasted their oil. Their lamps went out. Their lights wasn't burning. He said, let your light shine. Let your light shine in this passage and be ready for in such an hour you think not the Son of Man's coming. And half the lights done went out in the house of God and we're not looking and we're not ready and it's your responsibility it's your responsibility to be looking to be watching to be waiting for the Lord can I say something to you men it ain't your wife's responsibility to be watching for you come on it ain't your wife's responsibility to be looking for you. Come on. You better be looking for yourself. Yeah, man. Amen. You better be ready to move. Yeah, for y- hey, ladies, it, uh, your husband is the spiritual leader, but yeah. he's not to be watching and looking and waiting for you. You've got to be watching for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, man. Some of you young people in here need to get right with God. You, you, Jesus is coming. Amen. You, Amen. Jesus is coming. We've heard this our whole lives. I believe he's coming. I believe the Lord's coming y'all I believe that more now than I ever have Amen If I didn't believe that I'd close that book up Get in my truck and go home Amen And just quit But I can't quit Amen Why? Because I know He's coming Amen And He's wanting you to have a responsibility Of watching for Him To know this this Sunday morning That Jesus could come At any time At any hour At any moment And there's people Not ready Get yourself together and be watching. Get yourself together and be looking. He said, there'll be two in the bed. One's going to be left. (laughs) He said, there'll be two at the field. Amen. One's going to be taken. One's going to be left. There'll be two grinding at the meal. One's going to be taken. One's going to be left. They'll be working. And, amen. And God's going to take some and there's going to yeah. be some left. Amen. And listen, you don't want to be left behind. Yeah, you better man. be ready. Yeah. It's your responsibility to be watching. Amen. Yeah, I believe we need to quit depending on everybody else Come on, to be watching for us, don't you? Amen. Amen. Yeah. Not, not only is it your responsibility to be watching and gird yourself. He said, fellas, get your loins girded pull all that stuff up. <laughs> Did he not tell us in Hebrews that, that to run this race that ever waiting sin that so easily besets you from running this thing to lay it aside? You know when he told us that? Because there's things that's going to hinder us. There's Come things, on, amen, that's if you're right. not careful, yes, you're not going to be ready yes, and sir. you need to gird yourself this morning, amen. Come you on. need to get everything ready right now yes, to be moving real quickly. Amen. Did y'all notice? Just come to me. Did y'all notice how fast things shut down? We come in, we, man, we was having church. Man, we was worshiping God in January, February, we and we started hearing rumors, you know, and and, and, and just a matter of time. Just a ma- our, our president shut down yep. our borders, they shut down the airlines, and and then the next thing you know, they're shutting down a bit and they're telling us millions of people are gonna die. And we shut down the church. And just a matter of time, it happened real quick, y'all. I got news for you. Jesus is coming a lot quicker than that. And you know what? There's people right now that ain't got their self together over this thing. They're not ready for it. They're not ready for it. Not only should you have yourselves together and your responsibility in watching but you better get yourselves together in your responsibility. Watch this to wrongdoing. I, I got on this the other night and I didn't know, preacher, till last night. The Bible says in John 21 that Peter went fishing. Y'all know the story? I, I, I alluded to it the other night. Verse 7 says, Therefore, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, It is the Lord. They were out there fishing. You know the story I told you the other night. I didn't realize I was going to preach on it like this. Listen to this. Peter's out there naked. He said, I go fishing. They all go with him. They get in the boat. And the Bible says Peter's out there naked. He's out there in front of all these men. They're out there in the same boat. They're all together. They're doing exactly what Jesus called them not to do. Yeah. And the Bible said that the that, that, that disciple whom Jesus loved saith unto Peter, it is the Lord. And when Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he girt his fisher's coat. He wrapped himself up in that thing. Why? Because he was ashamed. He did not want the Lord to see him like that. If Jesus would come this morning, are there some things that you're doing that you wouldn't want Jesus to know or see because you're ashamed of what you're doing? He said, he girded himself. The Bible says that fisher's coat, and he cast himself into the sea. The Bible said when Peter heard it, it was the Lord, he immediately, he immediately, I believe, what was he ashamed of? What did he do? The last time Peter saw Jesus was out there in the garden. The last time Peter saw Jesus, he's cussing like a devil, denying the Lord, denying that. He even knew him three times. Jesus said, Peter, you're going to deny me thrice before the cock crow. Lord, I'll never deny you. I'll die for you. And the Bible said before that cock crowed, Jesus said, Peter had done that night, Jesus, three times. And immediately, when he heard it was him, he girded himself, and he jumps in that sea, and he goes to the Lord because he was ashamed. He was ashamed of how he was dressed. Did you know we're living in a nation right now that don't care how they dress? There was a time. Yeah. <laughs> preacher, there was a time. Yes, sir. Amen. There was a time, ladies, that ladies dress right. Amen. Yeah. There, there yeah. was a time, amen, that they knew we had some more values in our nation now and that's all gone apart. Amen. Uh, they don't care how they look, where they look. Amen. How they dress, what they say or what they do. Amen. We ought to be ashamed of ourselves. Amen. amen. Hey man, why did the Lord come in here this morning? Why does the Lord appeared right now? Yes. Amen. Are there some things that you've been doing that you're ashamed of? Yes. Amen. Are there some you ought to guard yourself? Amen. Hey, it's your, it's your responsibility. Yes. Uh, amen. It's your responsibility about your wrongdoings. Yes. Amen. Yes. It ain't mine. It's yours. Amen. Yes. You're responsible for what you do. I'm not responsible for you. He ain't responsible for you. That preacher ain't. Yes. That preacher ain't. Bless God, you're responsible for yourself. Amen. Yes. You ought to be, get yourself together and your reaction to wrongdoing. If you're here this morning and you've been living a lie, uh, I'd get on an order. If you're here this morning and you've been living a lie, you're coming to church one way. and now it's easy to dress up. I like dressing up. My wife said, where'd you get that tie? <laughs> I got so many ties, I don't even know how many I got. I like dressing up. But listen, you can dress up the outside all you want to. And you can fool everybody in here all you want to. Yeah, yeah. Because Jesus ain't looking on the outside. Amen. Yeah. Hey he's looking on the inside. Yeah. And he knows what's going on on the inside. Amen. 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 And you've got, hey, listen, it's your responsibility, y'all. Hey Amen. It's your reaction to your wrongdoing. Quit blaming it on them Peter didn't blame it on that disciple that said, that was the Lord. He didn't get mad at that disciple that said, there's the Lord. He didn't point his finger at everybody else, amen. He knew it was him. Well, preacher, if I'd have known you was coming. (laughs) If he would have called you and told you he was coming, you wouldn't be there. (laughs) Amen. 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 Hey, listen, <laughs> y'all, we, there, there's a, we, we got a responsibility, amen, to, uh, to our actions, amen, of our wrongdoings. Yes, sir. But I'm going to tell you, I'm, I'm finished to tell you how bad it is. Right. Him, I wish David was here. Brother David and I went and seen a man that was in our church. He lived down here in, in, in Morgan. He was driving already to Gastonia to come to church. I knew it wasn't going to last. You can't drive that far and drive that far and drive that far week after week, month after month. And not when they got four kids. And it, it was a. I said, Brother, listen, there's other churches. Jeff Boone, I mean, there's yeah. great churches up around you. I said, you, Find you one and get in it. Well, they quit coming. I knew it was coming. Preacher, they quit. But here's what I heard it was July the 4th. His daughter came back, his oldest daughter and her husband. They had joined the church, they had come. They had moved to Lincolnton, got closer to the church, but Mom and Daddy didn't. She said, Preacher, Daddy, Daddy's out. I said, what's wrong with Mike? She said, we went, we went on vacation, and we, she said, Preacher, we went out by the pool, and my Daddy's out there drinking. This man would stand up in church and say, I'm glad I'm back in. I ain't ever getting out. The Amen. devil ain't going to get me out. You better be careful Amen. what you say. Yes. You're setting yourself up. Yes, sir. That's right. And he did it week after week. I ain't getting out. Bless God, I'm here. I'm back in. I'm going to serve God. Yeah. And his daughter's crying because her daddy's dead are about a pool on the 4th of July drinking beer. Uh-huh. I said, David, we got to go see him. Here's how bad it is, y'all. I'm talking about your responsibility to your wrongdoings. We went to his house. And here's the bad thing. I called him and told him we was coming. He knew we was coming. We got to his house. We went in the back door through the kitchen to the bed to the, to the living room. There's a couch. His wife's on the couch. She's running a fever. I don't know if she's got the flu, what's going on, but she's sick. I said, Mike, I hate to hear that. I said, we'll we'll pray right now. Let's pray for her. I went to set my Bible down on the other end of this couch down here because there's a recliner, and there's a, a, a table, an end table I got real mad I said what's wrong with you I said "Have you lost your mind he said what I said what are you doing he had put a full can of beer on top of a bible yeah that's the look I got honey amen it shocked me too I went off on him y'all I'm sorry you don't do that Amen. amen Here's what he said. He said, "Preacher, I'm sorry. I didn't even realize what I was doing. Mm-hmm. You know why? Because we got to that place now when we don't even want to be responsible for our own doings. <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you something, okay? <sighs> I ain't slept much, y'all." <laughs> Jesus is coming to you. And you got things hid in your home that you don't think anybody knows about. God saw that before I ever got there. And I know how it made me feel. And at that very moment, I thought, how does this make God feel? To know that somebody said they loved God, was going to serve God, was never going to get out of church again and there he sat with a full can of Budweiser oh God's word Listen, he ain't the only one he ain't the only one preacher what bothers me is he's so far out there he knew we was coming he didn't try to hide it did he there it was You do have a responsibility. Yes, you do, church. And we need to quit blaming it on everybody else. Amen. Amen. Peter didn't try to blame it on them, the other disciples. Mike didn't try to blame it on his wife. He broke down right there in that living room and said, I'm sorry. I tried my best. I did. I said, Mike, what are you doing? Why, Why did you go back to that? He was out of church for 15 years when he came and rededicated his life back to the Lord. Listen now. Now you can't talk to him. He don't want nothing to do with it. He's not gonna be responsible for his wrongdoings. You can't blame your wife. You can't blame your children. Quit trying to blame this church. Amen. And you better not blame God. Amen. Because it ain't God's fault. It ain't this preacher's fault. It ain't the church's fault. It ain't your family's fault. It ain't your, you don't know what my friend did to me. You don't know what my friends have done to me. Come on, <laughs> Amen. Yeah. Yeah. But I ain't blaming it on them. Because you've got a responsibility to your actions of your wrongdoings. And what you need to do is get yourself together and get to Jesus as fast as you can. Peter jumped in that water because he knew the last time he had seen him what he did. And he comes to the Lord. Peter, do you love me? You know I love you. Then what are you doing out here? Yeah. Peter, do you love me? Lord, you know us, you know, you know all things. You know I love you. Simon Bar Jonas, do you love me? Lord, you know I love you. Then gird yourself. Yes, sir. And here it is, and I'm gonna close. Yes, gird yourself. Get yourself together in your readiness. In your yes. watching. Yes. In your responsibility to your wrongdoings. And get yourself together in your readiness to work, church. We can't let this year, preacher, thank you for praying for me. Y'all don't know what I came up here under. No, you really don't. I was fixing to go home and resign my church. But it not. I talked to these men and told them to pray for me. Right. Told my wife I was done. Right. I told you I'd never preached this message. God was preaching to me, y'all. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I went home the other night by myself. All I could see is me at my own now. Yeah. yeah. He said, don't you come off that wall, boy. Don't you come off that wall. <laughs> I put you on that wall, don't you yeah, come on? Yeah. Last night I'm going back home. Yeah. I can't go to sleep because I changed. That's I got a good church. Yes, you do. People that love me. Yeah, they do. And the devil will do everything he can. Yes. Yeah. And last night, Jesus said, get yourself together. Preacher, we just come through a year. I have seen preachers fall apart. Families fall apart. People get out of church. And the Lord's trying to tell us something, y'all. He's coming. And we better get ourselves together in readiness to work right now. Yes, sir. Because we ain't the only ones in this. That's right, brother. That's right. You ain't in this by yourself. Yeah. Amen. We're in this together. Yes, we are. Remember John. He goes in, he sits at the table with them. He says, One of you is of the devil. Man, they all begin saying, Lord, is it I? Yeah, it could be you too. Yeah. Ain't none of us in here exempt from that. That's right. I'm no match for the devil without Jesus. Amen. Amen. Right. Don't think down on me because I was going to go home and resign my church That's either. Right. That's right. You were tried. Yeah. Yeah. You were, thank God, you got a pastor. that's ready to work. Jesus, the Bible says, after he had supped with them and after they had communion and they ate of that bread and they drank of that cup, he girded himself did, and he got down. Brother Beardy and he washed their nasty stinking dirty feet and when he got done you know what he said he said I want you to do what I've done the servant is not greater than his Lord he said I want you to do to one another Remember these and do them as often as you will in remembrance of me Uh and be ready, amen. I ain't watching nobody stinking really. See, we 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 we're so far up the ladder, y'all. We we can't even humble ourselves down, hey uh, man. And that's if you want to get ready, get yourself together, amen. Uh, I promise you, if you'll ever get down and wash somebody's feet, God will bless you. God will bless you. God will bless you, will bless you. amen. Twenty-two years old. I'm closing. I'm twenty-two years old. Ain't nobody washed my feet but me and my mama. And my mama hadn't done it in a long time. And that preacher said, we're going to have communion and foot washing. Y'all, I, I wasn't raised in church. We didn't have a Bible in my home when I got saved. My daddy was an alcoholic. Statistically, y'all, I'm not even supposed to be where I'm at. Right. <laughs> I got news for them, they don't know Jesus. Amen. <laughs> And he said, we're going to have foot washing that communion. I said, Janet, what's that? She said, you'll just have to come. Because my wife knows me. We got there and we had communion and, and, and the men went down this hallway and the women went down that hallway and we ain't all in this room and they got some pans there and he said, take your shoes off. I'm just watching. I ain't, I ain't taking my shoes off. He said, Brother Richard, I want to wash your feet. I said, Pastor, you're not washing my feet. Listen now. He said, remember what I said in the message when he wanted to wash Peter's feet, and Peter said, Lord, you're not washing my feet. He said, Peter, if I don't wash your feet, then you have no part of me. Right. He said, It'll be okay, I promise you. And you know, I didn't know what I was getting into. Honest to goodness, I did not know. I sat down on that bench in that Sunday school class and I took my shoes off, and when I put my feet in that water, and those men begin to pray for me, something happened to me that night I ain't never got over. I said, Somebody else get up here and let me do this. <laughs> yes, sir. Amen. It's a readiness. A humbleness yes. It's a service yes. for the Lord. Amen. And we have fallen apart. We have fallen out. Yeah. And he said, I want you to gird yourself just like I did. Get everything ready right now. This is the first Sunday of this year. Can I ask you a question before we give an invitation? How was your service last year? Yeah. Yeah. How was your work? Before, I'm not talking about because of the pandemic. Uh-uh. This started before that. Yeah. 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 See, we're trying to blame it on all of uh-huh. that. And he's trying to tell us to get ourselves together. Yes, he is. Because he's coming. And he wants you watching. He wants you ready. Yep. He wants you right. Yep. You're responsible for what you're doing. Nobody else. Amen. And he wants the church working and laboring. Occupy till I come. He said. Yeah. Occupy till I come. This year, would you? I need revival. God, preacher, thank you for letting me come. Bless you, Lord. I needed this more than probably anybody in behind this building, y'all. Blessed Lord, God help. You. But I've got a more desire. Amen. I woke my wife up at two o'clock this morning. I said, "We ain't leaving." Bless <laughs> my wife's nerd Blessed Lord, has the devil been telling you to leave? Listen. you'd be better off somewhere else Listen. you need to stay right where you are right where he puts you yeah. be ready church if you're doing wrong get on an altar come to him as quick as you can give it to Jesus and you get up from this altar with a mind that I'm going to do something for the Lord this year as we stand and they come and get us a song I don't know maybe he's just speaking to me preacher maybe he's just preaching to me maybe, maybe this is maybe I needed it more than anybody maybe it was just me the whole time I don't know I know this for the last three days God had just tore me up and spoke to my heart Now I don't know anybody's heart in this building but my own my heads are bowed and eyes are closed And they're already coming down here They're already praying They're still coming Maybe you come into this church this morning And things aren't together In your home In your family In your marriage On your job In your Christian life Maybe, maybe things aren't together like it ought to be And Jesus is telling us this morning To get ourselves together Gird yourself Be ready to move quickly Be ready to go y'all Jesus is coming. Jesus is coming. Maybe you're here this morning and there's some things going on right now nobody knows anything about. Nobody. Ain't nobody looking around. Maybe you're here there's some things going on. I'm not going to come to you and I'm not going to point you out or anything like that. I want to pray for you. And you got some things going on right now. It's got you tore up, tore apart. I know, I've been there, y'all. This week I've been there. I know what you're talking about. And you want me to pray for you, would you slip up that hand and say, Preacher, pray for God bless your hearts, God bless your hearts, amen. God bless your heart. Anybody else, preacher, I got some things going on. i tore up, Amen. I got some things going on right now nobody knows about, preacher, it's got me tore up. I just need you to pray, preacher. I need you to pray. They're still coming, you to raise your hand. Why don't you come? Give it to the Lord. I promise you He'll help you. I promise you Jesus can put everything back together, Amen. Maybe you're here this morning and you're not saved. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know your heart, but you do. If you're not ready, if that trumpet would sound right now, you're not heaven bound, you're not ready. And you want me to pray for you. You want me to pray for you that God will help you to be ready. To be ready, amen. Preacher, would you pray for me? Preacher, would you pray for me? I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure this morning. I want to be sure. I want to know. Is there anybody? Anybody right now? You need to come. You need to pray. Why are still praying? You need to get ready. You need to gird yourself. You listen to me. Jesus Christ is coming. Hey. Hey, maybe maybe you know somebody. Maybe right now in this church building this morning, you know somebody. It may be your daughter. It may be your son. It may be your children. It may be a coworker. You know somebody right now, and they're not ready. They're not ready. They need somebody to tell them. They need somebody to pray for them. And if you know somebody that's not ready, if you know somebody right now for a fact that died and go to hell, and you know that person Would you leave from where you're at and come to this altar and pray that God would move and save that soul? (laughs) That's what we ought to do, church. We ought to run down here like that right now. Why? Because Jesus is coming, y'all. He's coming, church. He's coming. And we don't want you left behind. I don't want nobody to be here.